Living here in San Diego, next to the Pacific Ocean, I have witnessed many of such surfers. And it came abundantly clear to me, such a beautiful lesson. So if you had ever noticed, the surfers traditionally like to get up early in the morning at sunrise. And they run to the shore of the beaches because that is when they're going to catch the best waves. They grab the surfboard and they run out into the ocean and they wait patiently for the wave to come. And as the wave arrives, they stand up and they ride the wave with such exhilaration, such excitement, and they get such a rush of energy to be able to ride such a large wave. But eventually, that wave is going to dissipate. What happens next? The surfer not only no longer has the wave under his board, totally slows down and falls off. What does that surfer do then? He doesn't just turn around and walk away, but he gets back on the surfboard and he stands up tall. And he knew he just fell off the last one, but he got up again and he's waiting for the next wave to arrive. He knows very well that it's not going to last forever. It's going to be a very short wave, but I'm going to get it. And I'm going to stand and I'm going to ride the wave and get my exhilaration, get my adrenaline running from this amazing experience of riding the waves. And this happens all day long. You go on the surfboard, you ride the wave, you fall off, you get back on, you stand up again, and you go knowingly very well. It's, it's just going to be for a few seconds or a minute. But yet, you're willing to invest so much energy to be able to ride the wave. I thought about that, and I thought about the sim symbolism in real life. That we, as we are born, from birth, at the time of birth, we don't know if we're going to grow up to be a saint or a sinner, rich or poor, smart or not, accomplished or not. We don't know. We're born. God put us on this world, gave us a soul into our body. And it's almost like a picture that's yet to develop. But throughout our life journey, we really don't know what's ahead of us. It's so unpredictable that we really don't know what's coming our way. But what we do know is that when we are well equipped to deal with what life throws at us, then we know exactly when to stand tall, when to ride the wave, even though you may fall off, but you do definitely know that you will get back on. And that is what the whole purpose of creation was. This is why God put us on this world. Each one of us, God endowed us with talents. God endowed us with certain skill sets that there are no two people alike. Everyone is given the gifts of talent and skill sets to apply to their life, to apply to the world. It is our responsibility to uncover those talents, to uncover those skill sets that God gave us, and to really 
use it towards making this world a better place. One rabbi once said, the worst sin a person could do is if they don't use the talent that God has given them. And we all need to uncover the talents. It's not going to be apparent right away. It may take time. But we need to realize that each one of us were handpicked by God to be here in this world so that we can make a difference. We can be an ambassador for good. We can be God's partner in creation. And there's so much we can learn from the world that's around us as God exposes us to this beautiful world, to nature, is for us to learn from nature. A surfer goes out to surf in the morning with only one purpose, to be able to ride the waves. That gives him such excitement and such feeling of accomplishment, even though he's going to fall down, but he's going to get up again. The world was first created, water everywhere. On the second day of creation, God separated the waters, the waters on earth, and then the waters in heaven. The world is separate, dry land and wetland, but the majority is covered with water. There's so much symbolism that we can learn from nature and from water. A fish, we know, cannot exist without water. A fish, its whole existence is to be concealed and hidden from nature. We cannot see the fish. They are swimming away in the oceans. They have to be concealed. Versus humans, we are exposed. We cannot live in the water. We can only live outside the water. So we see both creatures that God created us, the humans who could only exist outside of water, and fish that could only exist in the water. The Maimonides, when he finished all of his writings, he wrote something so beautiful, the last paragraph of all of his works. He wrote about when the end of days will arrive, when the Messiah arrives, which is the end of the exile that we have been living in. When the Messiah arrives, God is going to reveal himself. All of his knowledge would be so common knowledge, just like the water that covers the ocean, which the Maimonides is explaining. When we look at the ocean, when we look at the, at the rivers, at the lakes where the fish live, we can see the fish and their source of life. Because once a fish leaves the water, once they are exposed to the world, they can no longer exist. Their source of life is the water. It is very much revealed versus the humans. When humans walk around, you don't see their source of life. It's invisible. But fish, it's very visible. It's the water that keeps them alive. And that is the way we're going to know God when the Messiah comes. God is going to be revealed to us just like the fish is sustained by the water. Its source of life is with them all the time. We are going to see godliness in, in, in the most revealed way. God's blessing is also referred to as water. Water, no matter where you place it, 
it's attracted by gravity. It will pull it down. Wherever water goes, it always gets pulled down. God's blessing always comes down. When God gave us the Torah, the Holy Bible, it came down from heaven. So there is an analogy that the comparing of water to God's blessing, when it rains, it's called rain of blessing. How each droplet comes down individually, miraculously. Water is where we look and we see the fish. Just like fish never closes its eyes, the same thing God in heaven never closes its eyes. It's always looking over us and always protecting us. And just like humans cannot live without water, we can survive for a very long time without food, but not without water. And we recognize that, that just like we cannot exist without water, we also cannot exist without God, and without God's Spirit, and without God's soul, and without God's Torah. And that's lessons that we can learn from the oceans, from the water, and from the surfer. I recently read a woman who languished away in the concentration camp at Auschwitz. And she writes how she would wake up every morning and become angry with the sun. She would look out of the crack and see the sun rise. And she would become incredulous. She would become angry at the sun and saying, Son, you rise every morning and you set every night. And you're not doing anything about our suffering. Look at all the suffering that's happening here at Auschwitz. Son, how can you rise and set and do nothing about it every day? And she actually got very angry at the sun. She was eventually liberated. Upon her liberation and being able to get somewhat rehabilitated, one morning she looks outside the window of her comfortable place that she's at and she sees the same sun rising again. She looks up at the sun and say, thank you so much for bringing light to me now as I've been liberated. All this time that you were rising and setting, I thought you have ignored me. Now that I'm liberated, you're still here with me. Thank you. And this is so true in life, how we take things for granted, how we take nature for granted. Just because it happens every single day, it doesn't mean it's not a miracle. It's just we are so accustomed to it that we don't really appreciate it as much. To realize and appreciate how the sun is there just to give us what we need, just the right amount so that we can exist. And to be grateful for God, for the earth, for everything that God has given us in the six days of creation, that we can live within the earth and appreciate nature the way God has given it to us to appreciate it. And one of the concepts is for us to learn a lesson from everything that nature sh shows itself. Just like the moon, in the Hebrew month, we count our calendar based on the moon. It's a lunar calendar. 
versus the regular calendar, the Gregorian calendar, is following the sun. But the Jewish calendar is specifically is to follow the moon. And the symbolism is that just like the moon at the beginning of the Hebrew month is just a tiny crescent, just beginning. But as the month comes, day by day, the moon is more revealed. If you want to know when the 15th of a Hebrew month is, that's when there's a full moon. After the 15th, when the moon starts waxing and waning, and we see that the moon gets less and less visible, that towards the end of the month, it's as if the moon has disappeared. And you can look up to the sky, and you would think that the moon disappeared. But if you wait a little longer, you'll see that the moon will reappear itself. Symbolically, there are times that we see God as a full moon. We see the full strength of God. But there are times that we can't see God like that. There are times that we think that God just disappeared. No longer there. The moon tells us, this too shall pass. Hang in there a little longer and you will see the moon yet once again. So just like the surfer on the surfboard, getting on the surfboard, no matter how many times you fall down, you get up again because another wave is going to come and it's going to give you that exhilaration, the adrenaline that you're waiting for. And even if you fall off again, don't worry, you'll get up again. May God keep us riding our waves all life long for better and greater times. God bless you. God loves you.